It's Thursday on the Daily Wrestling News Show, and you know what that means. John DeCarty has collected a pile of juicy rumors for us to sort through in segment one, and we have a couple of good ones. Might we see X-Pac return to the ring to face Santos Escobar at WrestleMania? I'm Ryan Joy, I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website database track pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about the rumor mill in segment one, and yeah, X-Pocket Santos Escobar is one of those rumors. The rounder upper of rumors, John DeCani is in the house, and we also have headlines from the last 24 hours, including a very newsworthy episode of AEW Dynamite in segment two. And this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for September 9th, 2021 where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. I think we have to kick things off. I know we've got a whole pile of rumors and stuff to get through, but PWI 500 came out yesterday and Kenny Omega stood at the top of the list, followed by Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Kota Ibushi, John Moxley, Will Ospreay, Finn Balor, Shingo Takagi, and Rich Swan to round out the top 10. Any surprises in there, John? Maybe a little bit of a surprise with Rich Swan. Well, I'm sure people have a lot to say about Rich Swan at 10. I don't disagree with it. I'm just maybe a little surprised to see him up that high, but good for him. Rich Swan, the first impact wrestler since 2014 to crack, crack the top 10 of the wow. WI 500. So, uh, very interesting. It is very interesting when you think about impact over the last year man is rich swan the top guy from impact in the last year and you think about it and you think about it and you're like moose really stood out but he didn't win the title he didn't have a run with that and then you go back to kenny Obeka. <laughs> so he's at the top of the list but yeah if you're gonna have somebody on the list from impact why not rich swan i think he had the belt for six months of the evaluation period here and he had a big he had a win uh in the main event of bound for glory which was the which was their biggest show of the year, and so I guess that you think of the, this year Kenny Omega being all over the place, and he's that big name. Swan had a fantastic match with him, just because he didn't get the one, two, three, but he still gets elevated. Yeah, that's right. Roman Reigns, though, number two. So it's interesting with Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. They're certainly, I think, the two top top guys out there right now, and they both have had great title runs at this point. Roman lacking behind. The only thing I can really say is if it, if WWE was working with other companies and Roman Reigns was a traveling world champion, maybe that would make a difference, but it's tough when you see Kenny Omega at all these different places, even no, no matter how great Roman's run has been oh, yeah. in, in front of more eyeballs, it makes sense. Yeah. Kenny Omega is just everywhere. He is uh, omnipresent and uh, draped in gold. You just, you can't argue with that. Yeah. For me, my, my favorite in the top 100, you know, just scanning the top 100 quickly. My favorite comes in at number 11. <laughs> oh, who was it? I, I remember seeing it. Cody Rhodes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Cody Rhodes at number 11. Yeah. I have to read up on his justification. Uh, I have the magazine and for the top 10, PWI says, Hey, here's why this person is number one in the Sure. And after you get after that, it just says, okay, here's the since person's credentials. I assume he had a TNT run during the evaluation period, the TNT yeah. championship run, but he came back like the, him returning to defeat Brody Lee would have been during this run, but yeah, it doesn't seem like he's in the same category as these other guys. 
you, you wouldn't think, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> He's not booking this. I know that's a <laughs> He's not booking the PWI 500. It makes you think for a half a second, but no, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, two guys that were in this year's PWI 500 that might be getting ready for a match based on the last night's Dynamite is Stang and Tully Blanchard. They would have definitely been to the PWI 500 the year it was established. <laughs> I don't know about that. What do you think, John? Do you want to see Stang and Tully do a match or maybe a cinematic match or? Nothing. <laughs> okay. If this winds up being Sting, Darby, Punk versus FTR and Tully, where Sting maybe only gets five minutes of ring time and Tully gets a low blow and 30 seconds in the ring. Okay. That's nostalgic. That'll be cute. I'll be all on board for that. Sting versus Tully one-on-one. I want no part of it. I don't even want it discussed. <laughs> Not even if it's a, a cinematic match. Of, I, I don't know what the cinematic match would be between them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have to be like uh, Luke Skywalker showing up in The Mandalorian. It would have to be Tully's face on uh, a 35-year-old wrestler's body. And, and so the same thing, you get Surfer Sting across the, the ring from him. It's all green screened. And they put together this amazing match that looks like it took place in 1988. That I'm well, fine with. There you go. Okay. Let's get into all the rumors because you have a pile of rumors and we need to, to get started on them because there's so many. <laughs> yeah, they're a little thin in, in girth today, but there's still plenty of them. All right. The first one, and this one's just for fun. It made me chuckle. I know it made you chuckle as well. <laughs> Santos Escobar is out there. He's trying to book himself for re- next year's WrestleMania already. And the first thing he's got on his mind is... Ron Strowman's dad, who is X Pac. So this is this is pretty funny. X Pac went on to Twitter and, and he's telling the story of how he's built a new home gym, and he took a a picture of himself, and it and it was angled in such a way where you see, hey, the results of him working out, which was great. Plus, you see the gray beard hanging down, and if, if you look quick, you say, wow, I can see the resemblance to Braun Strowman. Of course. You don't see that the person's a hundred foot tall or anything like that, but you can make the leap. So when Braun Strowman, he comes down and after that and posts on Twitter, dad, question mark. <laughs> and of course, Santos Escobar says, since he's getting himself, since Xbox is getting himself into ring shape, Santos Escobar just says, Hey, me and you hashtag WrestleMania, which of course will set up the great match of El Eo del Fantasma versus the one, two, three kid for the custody of Braun Strowman. <laughs> Look it, baby. All right. All right. Next up, we've spoken many times about the before Brock showed up at the, at SummerSlam about how we thought maybe Rocky was coming back for his 25th anniversary sometime around uh, Survivor Series. And maybe he would be this year's WrestleMania opponent for Reigns. And they were only brought off because, hey, they're already thinking two years down the line. So are they just going to, is it just as easy as they're now going to switch? Rocks two years down the line and Brock's this year? I don't know. That's to me that on this, where there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire. Ringside News says that The Rock is a lock for WrestleMania 39. I don't exactly trust Ringside News' exclusives that often, especially when you don't see any confirmation anywhere else. The way I see this, though, is 
when the rock wants to make his return and the rock has the time in his schedule, that'll be when that happens. And if the rock were to contact WWE and say, look, I can be a SmackDown in three weeks. Guess what? That's when the match is. It's, it's not going to be one of these. So of course the rock is a businessman and so is Vince and they'll definitely look at WrestleMania. Now the thing with Brock Lesnar though, it, part of me really feels like they're building to crown jewel and not to WrestleMania. I could be wrong. And then it'll probably be all clarified tomorrow night when Brock is on SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. But I don't know. I, I, I think we're very thin on concrete confirmation on this, but that's kind of where I stand. All righty. Moving along. Okay. We've seen what became of Adam Cole. That was a nice, big, juicy rumor for several weeks, maybe. But yeah, just for the sake of uh, housekeeping, what was the final plans they uh, offered? to try and keep him in WWE. Nobody's really talking about what the actual pitch was or anything like that. But again, Ringside News has a story out where they say that they offered him a manager spot on the main roster. That's the only place I've heard it. It seems really weird. I don't think that would have been any seriousness behind that. He's a great talker and everything like that. I can see where it would be good, but come on. If that was the offer, it wasn't very serious. I don't take that news story serious at all. Okay. All right. Now, earlier in the week, you spoke about the Kevin Owens and his uh, Mount Rushmore tweet that was quickly arrayed. Is he trolling us? Is he just, he's just messing around? Now, until earlier this week, I thought the last time we had heard about Kevin Owens and contract situation was two and a half, three years ago, he did an interview and he was, it just signed a five-year extension. Maybe not necessarily the case. Yeah, every, everything that we're hearing about this story is true. So WWE, when they signed their new television rights deals and when AEW launched, because that was around the same time, they restructured a lot of talent deals. It seems to me like they probably were for more money and shorter duration. So I don't know if that meant the same value on the deal quicker to the contract end or whatever. So Kevin Owens was supposed to go through 2023. And now his deal is up on January 1st, 2022. And he's not the only person that had his contract restructured, but we don't know who anybody else is. That one just came out two days ago. So I'm sure we'll learn more contracts. We're going to be following contracts for a long time. It's going to be all we talk about as long as you got these two behemoth companies that are operating in. But it'll be really interesting when some of the AEW contracts come up. You can already hear them bragging, not bragging, yeah, on air, Britt Baker, she extended her contract, Scorpio Sky extended his contract. So Tony Khan seems to be ahead of these things and getting pen to paper before they come up. So we'll see what, what happens. But I think that first AEW jump to WWE is going to be a pretty big story. I just have no clue who it'll be or when it'll be. All righty. Okay, earlier this week, we passed the 30-day mark for some NXT talents that were recently let go. Not least of which on that list, Mercedes Martinez, Bobby Fish, Leon Ruff, Bronson Reed. Yeah, and you know what? For the most part, you're seeing a lot of these people taking bookings. Yeah, Bronson Reed, he's a tough one, though, because he is not an American citizen. So he only has 60 days, essentially, to find himself a gig now that his uh, contract is up with WWE. So he actually wrote that on Twitter yesterday that, you know, he's a free agent as of, or two days ago, he's a free agent as of today, and he'll be looking to reinvent. So 
yeah, all those, all these talent that were released for the most part, all of them are now available. Bray Wyatt is an exception. He had a 90 day and he was a one-off release. So yeah. yeah. So he's exactly. Alrighty. This is another one that made me take it, do a double take and then smile. Vince Russo and the WWE working together again. So Vince, this comes from the mouth of Vince Russo, bro. Uh, <laughs> so bro, he worked with WWE on a project earlier this week, bro. And apparently this was, Russo said that he worked on a project with them and he thought it was probably for Peacock. So to me, that says it was some sort of documentary or whatever. Russo has always said on whatever podcast you listen to him on, he always says that he's willing to help WWE if they're willing to take his help, but he doesn't want a job. So whether you're a fan of Russo or not, he's always willing to jump back in, in some sort of capacity. And it looks like WWE is at least starting to open the door a little. Hey, maybe that means there's a, a docu-series or documentary coming on the Attitude Era that he was so part partial to. Yeah. Or it'll be a dirt piece on Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Speaking of people not all that welcome in the wrestling business, Tessa Blanchard. She got people talking by posting pictures of herself holding up some DiBiase million dollar bills, led people to believe maybe she was hanging out at the CWC. Anything to this? We want Tessa. No, we don't. This is the <laughs> chant that we got at all out on, on Sunday. So. Bodyslam.net reported that Tessa has only spoken to the NWA, and that was actually confirmed by Fightful on August 20th. So she has spoken with the NWA. That's been confirmed. Uh, Bodyslam.net reports that she is not being considered by AEW or WWE. And then an in independent reporter called her nuclear. So I, I'm not sure what, what the, I know there's, you know, all kinds of stuff as Tessa has said and done in the past that has led to this sort of reputation. I'm not sure if there's a hundred percent truth to the fact that WWE and AEW have no interest, but this one, nobody's talking about her. She's been out of contract for, I think two years now, basically. So if there was interest, I'm sure at this point they would have had her under contract, especially you got Tully Blanchard at AEW. And she'd be a perfect fit in WWE's women's division. So I don't, if there was interest, she'd be under contract. And in the end, as far as the NWA goes though, if they were going to bring her in, I would have thought it would have been for their St. Louis all women's show. Sure. So apparently if there was interest, it wasn't mutual there. So who knows? At some point we're going to get an update on Tessa Blanchard and what she's up to. But as of right now, it's all this, this like murky rumory stuff. All right. Okay, uh, the Miz, he's got himself that need must be a hundred percent. He's got himself a little side project. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. It's for a couple of weeks we've known he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, but geez, I guess that's coming up pretty quick here. And I don't know how they do the tapings on that or anything. Uh, so I don't know if he's already done all the stuff and they'll be releasing it, or if it's a live show. I, I don't. I. Are you a fan of Dancing with Stars? I, I don't, I've never watched it. I have no clue how this works. I am absolutely not a fan of Dancing with Stars. If you're a fan of Dancing with the Stars and watching the show, please leave a comment. Let us, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say he's ready. If he's not, if he can dance, he can wrestle. Okay. Booker T. Booker T going to be uh, back on TV, perhaps in a market near you, but maybe not in the way you think. 
I don't know if he will be. His company will be. Reality of Wrestling, they signed a deal to be in 50 markets. Now, some of those markets, it will be at 3 a.m. So the coveted 3 a.m. slot is not always the best, but some of them will be at three in the afternoon. So a weird thing, but it, it seemed like it was a deal with CW and ABC and then some other lesser known stations. So there's most of the major markets are going to carry this in some way. If you have the station, sure. uh, I know Jacksonville and Tampa are the two Florida, uh, area ones up in your neck of the woods, John, I think Albany Schenectady in the New York region is going to be carrying it. I'm not sure if it's going to get down to you the city or in New Jersey at all. Well, I'll be interested to see what this looks like on television. I know they've had a very good six, uh, amount of success in streaming. So we'll see. Yeah. The, you know, that's, you, you can always use more. Uh, there's so many channels out there. How could you not get into market one on some little channel? Give them the 1996 ECW treatment, the MSG network at one o'clock in the morning on a Friday into a Saturday. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> There's been Disa talent that's come out at Booker T's school, Roxy, who is going to be wrestling for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship this weekend. She's a Booker T alum, and there's many others. Absolutely. Okay. Ryan Danielson. We've talked about him for a long time. We finally know where he's going because he's already there. He did, however, get a counter offer that is interesting from WWE before he walked away. Yeah, he had one of those, and he talked about this in the post all out media scrum where he was given the opportunity to go to WWE or stay with WWE or resign with WWE and have some sort of special treatment where he'd be able to do some outside projects that he wants to, he wants to work in, in uh, Japan and he wants to work in Mexico. So that seemed like those options were somewhat available to him in whatever offer he was getting with WWE. However. What Brian said was, and I'm, and I'm somewhat paraphrasing his quote here, but he said something to the effect that Vince often tries to protect me from myself. And what he was saying is that he thought that he might sign, he could sign that contract and then those opportunities would be taken away or not approved. Look at Anna. That was the surprising part of it. The fact of being allowed to work for WWE and yet outside of WWE, don't see that a whole lot. No, you don't. And just briefly touching on Brian Anderson again, we saw him at All Out. We saw him first and the Valkyries by Wagner, some derivation thereof was, was his theme as we've come accustomed to in WWE, but it wasn't, I think his first choice. Well, yeah. On the, on the independence he, and before, before WWE, he used final countdown. And apparently there might've been some interest in using that, but Dave Meltzer reported that it wasn't cost prohibitive for even Tony. So apparently those rights were a bit too high to justify. Wow. But I like it. I like his theme. It, it, at first I did it because I wanted to hear flight of the Valkyrie and it's, it, you get it, but it's at the beginning and then it goes away, but it's growing on me. I liked how it sounded last night on dynamite. Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is another one of those cases where you hear one thing and then you hear the absolute opposite. Uh, earlier this week, there was something saying Bray Wyatt going to AEW. It's all but a done deal. Now, well, maybe not. It's here's what, it, here's how I understand the situation. 
Dave Meltzer thinks Bray Wyatt going to AEW is going to end up in AEW. Ringside News thinks they can confirm it. Again, I don't put a whole lot of stock into that. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful says uh, he can't say that he's going to AEW because Bray Wyatt's whole side is super tight-lipped about everything. So if he's not sure where Dave got the information, but he's pretty positive it didn't come from the Bray Wyatt side of things. Uh, which makes sense because I think Dave's connections are with the AEW side. He seems to be on really good terms with Tony Khan. He has him on all the time. Kenny Omega on all the time. I think he has a texting relationship with many of the EVP. To me, it seems like if he's going to get fed information, it's going to be from the AEW side. So I think that this one, it, it, I think he's going to go there. Uh, what do you, just based on where else is he going to go? He's a top level talent that's not welcome at WWE. He's probably going to go to AEW. He's not going to end up at Impact or Ring of Honor, I don't think. No, nah, you wouldn't think so. AEW just makes total sense because yeah, all the over-the-top ideas, they've got the funding to make them come to fruition. It would just, it would, all, it would be a if he didn't wind up there, short of going back to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. That, right, and just to wrap it up. Yeah, Isaac, that's my take on it. I would think that he'll go there. I don't think anybody would be shocked if he walked out at all. All right. And lastly, The Undertaker set to make an appearance at MSG, kind of, sort of, maybe. Yeah, uh, Al Carl chiming in with the Dark Order in shambles right now. Bray needs to save them. Uh, I think that's Hangman Page. I could see, yeah. Bray Wyatt, he seems to be the perfect fit for the Dark Order. I think Hayman Page is going to come back and get them all on the same page. No pun intended, but maybe it's a Bray Wyatt thing. You were talking about The Undertaker. Yes, yes. He, he in some form, we're going to see him during this MSG show, we think, we hope. If there was anything significant happening with The Undertaker at MSG, WWE would be all over it. Instead, what we have are very few news outlets that are somewhat reporting that the undertaker will be there again, where there's smoke, there's fire. So if he's there, I'm going to say it's like a pre-recorded video or something like that. We're not going to get undertakers long entrance on Friday. I don't think I, I, what, if it happens, it happens, but I think that the, the WWE would be pushing this if it was going to happen. And I think other news outlets would have it. He does have a Netflix movie coming out, which is what we talked about on the show yesterday. It's one of these hokey choose your own adventure style where you respond to the prompts. So I could see that they're, they're going to do something to promote that movie in some way. I, I just don't see him walking out at, at Madison Square Garden. They already have John Cena in a dark match, presumably. They've got Brock Lesnar on the show. I'm not sure that bringing the Undertaker in would add additional eyeballs over the Brock Lesnar situation. That was my instant take on the situation was that you're, you're getting these little tiny snippet rumors just saying Undertaker, Madison Square Garden with really no heft to them. First thing I thought was it's just going to be a commercial for this thing he's doing with the New Day. Exactly. And speaking of commercials, we'll be right back. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. 
get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. Okay, John, AEW effed up last night with Suzuki's theme. What are they thinking? <laughs> they play him almost all the way out to the ring. He's in area. And right before the big crowd pop moment, they stop and they play Moxley's music. Yeah, it's like you know, the match. <laughs> like they shoot another entrance and cut some of the match. But it's like not getting Adam Cole going, boom, you're running great. Right. So anyway, the New Japan fans that were tuning in to sing along are very irritated. We have some news coming up. So Cody's going to make his return at Arthur Ashe Stadium. He's going to face Malachi Black in a rare AEW rematch. He's the only guy who does that. He's wrestled Darby three times, Bernie Lee twice, now Malachi Black twice. Unlike the last time, though, where he came back and beat Brody Lee, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Malachi Black's going to beat him again. A longer match, but I can't see this being a Cody win here. Yeah, exactly. It won't be a squash like last time. Cody will get his offense in. It'll probably even hit crossroads, but Malachi will kick out of it. But yeah, it, it would make more sense for Malachi Black to continue on and win that feud and put the period at the end of the sense. Yeah, and, and this is going to be the biggest AEW crowd ever so far. It'll be bigger than the United Center crowd and it'll be bigger than the Sears Center or now Arena crowds. So they do seem to be stacking up the card here. They've got Cody on here with a big match against Malachi Black. MJF is facing Brian Pillman, so I don't expect it to be super, super competitive, but they're putting MJF in the ring on this show. And they're they're teasing... Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. They have not confirmed this match. Kenny has not accepted a match here. But when Bodyslam.net put their initial report out, they said he would debut at Arthur Ashe. And now they're setting up this Omega match. So it would make sense that if he's going to debut and they're teasing this, maybe that's what they'll do. But I, I, what's your take on this? Like Kenny, I guess, apparently said to Daniel, Brian or Brian Danielson last night. That's not how things work in AEW. You have yeah. to establish yourself before you fight the champ. So what's your thoughts? Should they go straight to this match? I, 
why not? It's so hot right now. Why not? You can even make it a non-title match. This is, you make it whatever they, what do they call it? The eliminator, whatever. Like if you beat me, then I'll give you a title shot and then you won't beat me, but it'll still be a hell of a match one way or another. And someone in the elite will find a way to get uh, Kenny to win. And, but we'll be thoroughly entertained for 25 minutes. I'm, I'm with you. I think they should do a non-title match. I think that if they do, if they do a actual title match, it goes against everything that they've been building for the lab. You don't hot shot and do a title match like that. You do have to earn it. So I agree with you. I think they should do exactly what you're saying, a non-title match. And the outcome, whether Brian Danielson gets a win or he doesn't get a win, we either have one good match or we have the Christian Cage situation where Daniel gets a match, gets a win, and we set up the big pay-per-view match. Sure. Because who else is he going to fight at full gear if it's not Brian Danielson at this point? Uh, well, Hangman Page, right? So yeah, look at the look on your uh, milk carton and Adam Page. If everybody's ready, right? Hangman Page is off because of he's having a, a, a child or whatever. He's one of their top stars. Tony Khan said in the post all out media scrum that he would have given Hangman Page that time, even if they were planning on putting the belt on. So I guess we'll we'll see. So that's our Arthur Ashe Stadium card so far. We've got. MJF versus Pillman, Cody versus Malachi Black, and maybe Daniel Bryan versus, or Bryan Danielson. That's going to take me a long time to say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. American Dragon <laughs> versus Kenny Omega. Pa- Al says, pa- Paige can't challenge Kenny because they lost that elimination match. I don't, I think he went to the back of the line. I think that was what they said, right? Yeah, that's their eliminator. So now once he's done doing his paternity leave, if you will. He comes back, rests a bunch on dark elevation, whatever, and works himself right back up. Yeah. I, I, I think those were the words that were used. I think they didn't call it a world title eliminator match. I think they called it. I think Kenny said that if you don't win, you have to go to the back of the line. I think I have to re-review the tape on that just to be sure. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll come back and they'll find a way for him to get back in that title picture. He'll be the guy. Yeah. Uh, Rampage tomorrow night, they've announced Pac versus Andrade. They announced that back last week. We also have Darby Allen and Sting replying to Telly Blanchard. The AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and Rebel are facing Ruby Soho, Riho, and Chris Statlander. Brian Pillman Jr. wrestling in Cincinnati against Max Caster. All those matches have already happened. They were taped after last night's Dynamite. The spoilers are out there. So you try to avoid them if you can and if you want to. But it should be a good episode of Rampage, I think. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. The Pac Andrade match. That's the one. That's We're all in for that. Next week, we have Adam Cole's in-ring debut against Frankie Kazarian, which I think that's just Frankie's role now. He's going to be wrestling people as they come in the door. Christian Cage, now Adam Cole. So, Yeah, I, I think Cole it will be ready to really go with Frankie, unlike Christian was. Obviously, Christian's gotten up to speed, then nothing against him, but they threw him at Kaz and then gave him, one like, 18 minutes or something. Oh, it, was it was just, Cole would probably go with him for 30 minutes, so. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's similar to the Samoa Joe stuff, right? Like Samoa Joe, I don't think was ready to go as long as he went with Kerry Cross. I don't think Christian was ready to go as long as he went with Frankie Kazarian. But Adam Cole is going to be ready because he just wrestled 25 minutes against Kyle O'Reilly. What, like 
two weeks ago or something. We also have Jade Cargill versus Layla Hirsch, Darby Allen versus Sean Spears. So we're getting used to seeing Layla Hirsch in these face to waist matches. (laughs) (laughs) Dating Goliath nose to nipples. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't, I think Jade, Jade is even more green than Camille. But maybe Layla Hirsch is the person who can get a killer match. I hope they don't squash poor Layla. That was the, the first thing I thought when they booked that match was, okay, the first thing I thought was the high differential. Second thing I thought was she might be the pers- perfect person to stretch uh, Jade out a little bit. Is she, has she had a match go longer than 90 seconds? No. If they have, it's been 88 seconds of posing and one jaded. Al pointed out that Layla Hirsch coming home to Jersey. I thought it was Moscow, Russia. That, that's been entertaining since the very first time they inter- introduced her. From Moscow, Russia, and then immediately go into, she was a New Jersey State All-American, like, <laughs> one or the other. Come on. <laughs> Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy seemingly having a hair versus hair match at some point, to which Orange Cassidy says... Whatever. We all do. Whatever. I haven't been. If this was Griff Garrison versus Matt Hardy, you know, or Jungle Boy versus Matt Hardy, we'd have a conversation here. But Orange Cassidy, whatever. Yeah, when, I forget if it was uh, Helico or uh, Jack Evans, when they were there with the, the scissors, my thought was, Jungle Boy's out there. Hey, stay away from my air thing. Yeah. But Orange Cassidy? All right. He winds up with a shaved head. Okay. Yeah, I think it was, I'll throw another person out there. If it was Hook. There's another person. One day, mark my word, one day Hook's hair is going to be made of it all out. So, I'm not sure if he'll be there. And it appears CM Punk is going to be getting up, going up against a member of Team Taz. Speaking of Team Taz, Hook. So uh, CM Punk throwing Taz's lines at him last night. Survive if I let you. Yeah, yeah. That, and that did not sit well with Taz. I, it's a fun thing to watch for me to watch Taz. I think he's so great on commentary and then he has to flip the switch like this to be like this, <laughs> the yield manager. It's fun for me to watch. Yeah. It's not exactly seamless, but it's fun. Yeah. It, it was not seamless at all. <laughs> it was pre- pretty weird, actually. All that to say, let's see, AEW signed Lee Moriarty yesterday. It was, well, I don't know if when they put pen to paper, but Lee had a, a match for AEW Dark Ele- Elevation. He was wrestling. Daniel Garcia, who has got a contract, by the way. And after the match, Tony Khan did his standard thing where he comes out and says, hey, would you like to work for AEW? And then they go to the back, presumably, to put pen to paper. They, he must clear some of this stuff ahead of time. I know with Sky Blue, it was complete shoot. She had no idea that she was going to get her added to the Casino Battle Royal. But could you imagine if the guy comes back and says, can we talk about the finer points of the deal first? <laughs> Before he accepts it in front of the world. I don't have my representation here right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're taking advantage of me by not uh, going through my age. But Lee Moriarty, I see, I've seen him a whole bunch of times live at the GCW shows, things like that. So he's a good get. Good stuff. Dark Side of the Ring season three sneak peek tonight. Chris Jericho will be discussing the series with the series creators. It gives me this, the Conrad Thompson vibe because Conrad has done the extended version at the 2300 Arena. So maybe Jericho will be there as well. So. Yeah, it looked like a similar setup. So yeah, probably. Yeah. And then some sad but hopeful news. WWE is- issued a statement yesterday about Triple H going. He underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. 
that was brought on by a genetic heart issue. Paul is expected to make a full recovery. So glad to hear that cardiac. What was it? What was the word they used? A cardiac event doesn't sound good, you know, but, uh, glad to know that he's doing well. Yeah. I, I never thought there was going to be a, a day where I was going to feel for triple H that the obviously Paul Levesque, he could be the nicest guy in the world. I hated the character. And now I find myself see, I think that you broke that. I got that in a text message from you yesterday. My first thought was, damn it, Vince, you're killing this man. Yes, I know. And it's not fun to joke. It's not good to joke about that, but yeah, that's what everybody's initial reaction was, is that I have felt for Triple H over the last month, just based on all the stuff that's happening with NX. And I don't think it was, I thought the product was pretty good. Yes, I complain about it at times, but as far as WWE product, top shelf for me. Yeah, but best wishes to Triple H for sure. Absolutely. All right, as we close out the show, Jerome, tonight on Impact Wrestling, PWI's number 10 wrestler, Rich Swan, will be facing off against number 159, Carl Anderson. So if the PWI rankings have any indication, Carl Anderson's eat a pin here. Well, it is a bunkhouse brawl, so we don't know exactly what that'll bring into things. But uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, the big LG. Willie Mack is probably no, no real opponent for the big LG. Moose versus Eddie Edwards. Chris Bay versus David Finley. Macklin versus the Canadian Destroyer, P.D. Williams. Rosemary versus Tasha Steele. John Schuyler versus Laredo Kid on BTI. Now, I have seen Laredo Kid. He's like at every independent show I go to. He's unreal. Watch it. There's some hopefully... And that translates on the television. We've seen him a number of times, but he, it's surprising to me that he hasn't been signed anywhere. Yeah. And, and the fact they're putting him in with John Schuyler, who's, it, it seems like they've got a little something going for this guy. They've been featuring yeah. him recently. Uh, maybe uh, Laredo Kid's there to make him really shine. So we'll get a nice 15 minute uh, BTI match. Yeah. I haven't seen the John Schuyler is all impact graphic yet, but he seems to be getting dates for sure. Tomorrow night on SmackDown. Brock Lesnar will be on the show. Edge versus Rollins, number two. Becky and Bianca contract signing. The rumors about The Undertaker and all kinds of stuff on as SmackDown returns to Madison Square Garden. That should be a, a fun show. You're right around September 11th. You're in New York City. You're at the Mecca. It's SmackDown is obviously the, the brand that they put more effort into these days. So... That should be a really good show. The interesting thing is this is supposed to be super SmackDown and it was been colored with the red and blue for the whole time. And maybe we all mistook that as super SmackDown, red, white, and blue. It's a patriotic affair. Not that it's going to be a SmackDown raw crossover. Right. Like, like I think everybody assumed, but they, cause they haven't announced a single raw name. Ring of Honor has one of their major pay-per-views this weekend. I was originally going to be going to it in person when it was taking place down here in Florida. Now they've moved it to the 2300 arena in Philadelphia. So I won't be there. Uh, if I was there, I would see Bandito defend the Ring of Honor world championship in a four-way Jonathan Gresham defending the pure championship against Josh Woods and the finally, after all this time. Women's World Championship will be established. Roxy versus Miranda Alize, both recently signed by Ring of Honor, so good for them. And I know a bunch of other stuff, so there you go. Yeah, and then this is what, this is Death Before Dishonor? That's one of their big shows, so it'll be a good time. John, anything we left off in the world of wrestling today? 
Good Lord, I can't imagine there's any rock we did not turn over. We've already, we talked about El Eo del Fantasma versus the one, two, three kid at WrestleMania. If we're talking about that, there's nothing we left on, no rock we left uncovered. I literally look at them, they're all of them over here. Uh, <laughs> we've got them all. So that said, for John DeCurdy, I'm Brian Joy. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. But for today, we're out.